launched the company back in 2015. Today, 11 people all remote around the world, 4,000 paying customers, about a million dollar run rate. Let's call it doubling year over year. Bootstrapped, which I love, based up, again, HQ in Seattle, but spread all over the place. 1.5% logo term per month, so healthy economics from Casey. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. They had no money when they started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Casey Sullivan. He is the creator of a company called bookafee.com. Casey, are you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, it's pronounced Bookify. Though. Well, good. It's funny. I just asked you right before we started. Why, by the way, why, why not go buy that domain? Like B O O C, sorry, B O O K A F Y is how is the domain you have, correct? Right. You need to go get like I F Y and E F Y and all the variations. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> Do you have those? Um, no, they're they're owned by some kind of random other software that's not quite related. But yeah, I thought it. about it. But. Got it. That's a bummer. Okay. Well, enough about them. Tell me about you. What, what do you do and how do you make money? Yeah, cool. So we're a, a pure B2B SaaS company. Um, Bookify is an online appointment scheduling tool. Um, we originally created it for our own company use and then we began to share with our friends and now we're serving businesses all over the world uh, from startups to universities, marketers, um, churches, coaches, um, people doing podcasts. No, no pressure. Um, um, yes, we have a a ton of SMB uh, folks using it, a lot of individuals from companies of all sizes, and then a handful of enterprise clients. So we're working our way up the food chain. I was going to say, so most people start SMB, then kind of go up. What what would you say the average customer pays you per month right now? Uh, It's 22. Okay. Okay. You knew that very quickly. So that's, that's an average. I watch your show. So I kind of have an idea of what you might ask. Oh, that's good. Do you like it? Are you enjoying (laughs) the show? I love it. Yeah, I love it. It's good. Good, good, good. Okay. And then, yeah, so so put this on a timeline. Uh, 22 bucks is kind of an average. When did you launch the company? Uh, 2015. And where were you kind of in your life at that point? Did you just like quit corporate or, you know, what happened? No, I had, I was running another company. Um, and so, um, so I started using this software for our own company. And then I, um, you know, as this grew, it seemed to be more of an opportunity. And, and so we took this on full time. That's great. And so that was 2015. So f- I guess three years later today, how many customers have you scaled to? Uh, we have just over 11,000 between paying and free customers. Okay. And how many just paying? Um, about a third of that. About a third. Okay, good. So call it about 3,300, something like that. Yeah, closer to four probably, yeah. Okay, and what what's the number one thing that gets someone to move from one of the 11,000 like freed into like an actual paid plan? What's like the activation metric you know you have to get them to hit? Yeah, so um, the the main difference between free and the pro plan is is the different integrations we use. So pro, you add the ability to take payments, to do classes and group events, um, to have um, teams, so more than one user. 
um, and then getting test, text message reminders and syncing to all your personal calendars and all that stuff. So the, the basic free plan um, doesn't include the, the pro features. And then we have one plan above that, which is our enterprise plan. Got it. So are, are, it sounds like, um, you know, a lot of other scheduling tools, they'll kind of hyper focus on one area, like scheduling tools for salespeople or, you know, Booker yeah. was like salons and gets wrapped up by MindBody, right? It sounds like you're kind of playing all over the spectrum. We are, Yeah. So, I mean, is it a good thing or a bad thing? Is it, is it helpful for you or not? Uh, from a marketing standpoint, it's actually a pretty big challenge. From an opportunity standpoint, it's, I, think it's a, I think it's great. I mean, we can serve um, you know, most industries really, really well. So I would say we do like 95% of what um, the, the uh, very you know, linear-focused companies do for each industry. So we're... Um, yeah, we have a bigger opportunity, so we can we can serve people from every industry. But yeah, from a marketing standpoint, it's challenging because if somebody comes to your website, you can't say you know have a have a great message for a ton of different industries. But yeah, that's a yeah, no, no, it is interesting, and you know the space is obviously fragmented. But it sounds like you've got good scale. You know, I think you said four about four thousand customers, twenty two dollar ARPU. That puts you right at that million dollar run rate. Is that basically accurate? Uh, yeah, a little less than that. But yeah. Okay, and what's growth rate? Where are you? Where were you a year ago? We were a lot less, probably less than 50%. Okay, so less than 40 grand a month in revenue. Mm-hmm. What drove most of that growth? Was it, you know, a Capterra deal, AppSumo deal, you know, government organizations? Uh, yeah, it's up? a combination of a lot of things. So, um, you know, most all of our money we've been spending on product development. So as the product has gotten, I mean, our 2015 product was pretty, you know, bad in hindsight. Um, and so we've spent just, you know, almost no money in marketing and almost all of our funds have been on product development. So as a product has gotten better, you know, our logo turn has gone down, our people are willing to pay more, pay more often. I mean, so there's more users per account. So there's a combination of of many things that are working, but we're still on almost a, like a zero marketing budget at the moment. So we're, we're kind of relying on uh, people loving the tool enough to, to give it a try. Yep. How are, I mean, well, let me, let me dive into your team first. So what is the current team size today and how many are engineers? 11 and 8. Okay. Okay. Wow. So probably significant. And all in Seattle? Um, all remote. Oh, everyone's remote. So our offices in Seattle, we're, we're all remote. So we have um, three customer service, including myself, and then, um, and then between project manager, designer, and development team, there's another eight remote. Yep. Interesting. How did you find kind of the, the, the remote developers? A lot of people struggle with this. Yeah, it's it's not easy. So um, I've been the company I had before. We had remote developers too. So we had um, on site one person in Seattle that managed the team, and then you know if you have one good person, it's a lot easier to hire other good people. But I think I think it is a challenge if you go from zero non technical people to hiring a team of technical people not in the office. But yeah, so we did it incrementally. Um, and then with those contacts I had from the other, you know, other projects, um, you know, we were able to grow our team and now we have a, a nice, fully functional remote team. And, and I'm going to love you so much more if you say you're still bootstrapped. Are you bootstrapped or have you raised? We are bootstrapped. Yes, yeah. I love that. That's great. I know so, you love the bootstrap. So. Yeah, well, everyone, everyone, I just feel like like TechCrunch and these people, they just, they sell the wrong message, right? Like I, right. I would much prefer to get the story from the CEO doing a million bucks a year in revenue, bootstrapped and paying himself like a quarter million dollar check than I would like the guy that's like, you know, a billion dollar company with a 3X liquidation preference, ratchet clauses and a board that he hates or she hates. Right, right, right. 
Um, and zero revenue. Yeah. <laughs> what'd you say? And no revenue. Yeah. And no, and pre-revenue. No. Yeah. Yeah. So pre-revenue with a billion dollar valuation. That'd be nice. Yeah. Tell me about churn. So what is your churn today? Yeah. So we're about 1.5 per month. Logo. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what is that on a revenue basis? Do you know? Um, well, on a revenue basis, it's tough because we, so, so we lose about 1.5% of our customers per month, but we also, the revenue per customer increases per month because we're getting a combination of bigger clients. And then also the existing clients are going from say one user to two users or six to seven or, you know, 80 to hundred or whatever. And so, so, um, and then they're also upgrading. So we'll have customers that are going from our pro plan at $7 per user to, enterprise at 11. So it's, it's, it's actually, I tried to research that before and I had a tough time. Yeah. It's a tricky, it's a tricky metric. Um, Mm -hmm. the reason it gets asked is because it's especially true in companies that have, um, a huge Delta between what different customers are paying and basically Mm -hmm. what it tries to capture a logo or revenue churn. It tries to capture that someone paying you way more them churning is like a way bigger impact than a much smaller customer churning and that's why they look at revenue churn instead of logo count churn uh i see yeah yeah i don't i don't have a great number for you and we don't have a ton of big clients so most of our clients are either individuals paying us seven dollars or teams that are like say you know 10 to 15 people yep and we have a few clients that are you know much bigger but we haven't actually lost any of those clients because we haven't it just hasn't happened and we also haven't had them for a really long time. So, I mean, we've, we've just kind of been ramping up into the bigger client space. And so we have zero churn with bigger clients and then, you know, individuals tend to be the majority of our churn, I'd say. Yeah. Okay, Top Tribe, many of you ask me all the time, how did I get my website up so fast, so quickly, and why is it doing so well? The answer is simple. I use HostGator.com to keep the thing cranking along. They've got a 45-day money-back guarantee, which is great. I used their free website builder to get the site up because it's ideal for WordPress. It's just what I use. They've got 4,500 templates and a free e-commerce plugin as well and 24-7 support, which we love, right? We love that. I bug the hell out of them. They always get back to me. So I've got you 30% off along with $100 in free AdWords credit. To grab it, just go to HostGator.com forward slash Nathan, but you got to do it now. Again, hostgator.com forward slash Nathan. I'm going to go really in the weeds here for a second. A lot of people ask me about our G2 crowd and Captera worth it. I happen to notice you are on Captera and it is a significant, according to similar web, it does drive you significant traffic. And I do see the visit website button next to your listing, which means you're paying for something on there. Um, is it an effective channel for you? Yeah, um, it, is, it has been the best for us. Um, and, and partly because um, we don't have like a we don't have a marketing team per se. So we've been doing like I mentioned before, we're spending almost all of our time on product development, not on um, sales and marketing. And so when we've done sales and marketing through other channels, we I've just had a I've just had a lot of pain. Like yeah, you know, going through say Facebook, we'd get customers who are really interested in the product, and they're like, oh, that's awesome, and then they just never really they would set up, but then never actually use you know use the product or or eventually of course pay. And so our percentage of um, people going from using to paying was really low. Where I think when we're getting direct clicks from say Google or from Captera, they're already expressing a need for a software like this, and then they're 
and then they're coming to us and we actually are um yeah we actually do pretty well with that with that customer because they they're looking for a product we're super versatile um it's a really pretty product and so we we actually do pretty well with those customers, especially when they've looked at a bunch of customers. So do you, I mean, do you know off the top of your head how many click, I guess clicks is the right number, how many clicks from Captera you get per month? I do. So we have a, we have a really, really low budget. So as I mentioned, we spend almost nothing on marketing. So our budget, the only money we spend on marketing at the moment is through Captera and we spend um, less than 500 per month. Okay. $500, like just like, and we primarily use it for, um, you know, metric tracking and feedback and kind of building our, our sort of long-term scaling plan, but we haven't actually really, you know, put the pedal metal. And so how many clicks where you get from that? What's that? How many clicks will you get for the 500 spend? We spend less than a dollar per click. Okay. Dollar per click. And then how many clicks do you need typically to convert a customer from Captera? Do you know? Yeah. So it's about, so our, our conversion from, um, somebody coming to our site to actually, Signing up for our, pro- our product is just under 20% at Captera. Actually, so actually signing up for free or actually signing up with paid? Signing up in general. And then of that, about 35% will become a paid client. I see. Okay, so if Captera gives you 100 clicks, what you're saying is because mm-hmm. there's intent 20. there, 20 will sign up for free and paid. And then yeah. of that, call it... Like around 7-ish will become a paid, paid. customer. That's, I mean, that's actually a pretty healthy channel, actually. It's actually really good, yeah. So yeah. why not double your spend there? Um, we just haven't, I mean, honestly, I've, I've been more focused, like we, we have so much we're doing on a product side and that I just, um, I just feel like I want to make it, and this is probably, um, not, I mean, I know there's, there's a, there's a blind spot here, but you know, I'm, I'm so, um, interested in making the product better that I haven't really focused on the sales side of it. Yeah. And are you a developer? Um, do you code? I don't. Okay. So you're yeah. like specking stuff out and passing it to the dev team. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, so, you know, like we're doing a huge, a huge, uh, we did a big launch about two weeks ago with a ton of integrations we've been working on. Um, we're doing another big, um, launch tomorrow with a whole new, um, site, you know, whole new user interface design kind of, I mean, so what we use Captera for uh, in large part is we track what they're doing, how they're interacting, um, do a lot of split testing with different language. And the idea is that if we can refine that and use their feedback to to refine our product, that we can have more success when we actually put some uh, fuel in the tank. So yeah. um, so that's the idea. Are you doing anything? I see you have 107 reviews. People always struggle how to get reviews on these things. Did you, did you like send an email to your users and tell them to go leave a review or like how do you drive reviews? No, we don't. Yeah, we've been approached by them, of course, a million times to, to you know give them our customer list and they'll go get reviews but i i just i i've never done that i feel like that what we want the most is for our customers to use our product not to um, give us a review so i didn't want to trip up the use um, of the product and the experience of using it with my desire to get them to give us a review so we haven't done anything from that standpoint but um it's not unusual if someone's like oh my gosh this is you know going great um, can I leave a review somewhere? Then I'll fire back, or one of our people will fire back with a a link. Got it. Typically, send a G two crowd or to um, or to Captera, one of those, and they yeah. all seem to end up on the same spot, like GetApp and all those. They all, yep. they all, you know. 
Next you, up. you get a lot of traffic from AppSumo, which means you must have run an AppSumo deal at some point. A lot of people, sometimes it works and sometimes it's a huge backfire because you have a bunch of people that paid one time for life and they just clog your support channels. I mean, how did it work for you? Did it work well? Yeah, it was great. I mean, it was like, it was, uh, I mean, I would compare it to, um, you know, some of the other things we've done. Like it, it's, it actually, I would say there's an overall success. Like we got a lot of good customers. Um, we, we did a really limited, uh, a limited project with them. So we did one user per account. Um, so we have a lot of AppSumo people that have added more accounts. Um, we also have had, um, we've also had a lot of them refer us to other people. So it's actually been a, a pretty good channel for us. But if, if no one ever upgraded and no one ever referred us and our product wasn't very good, so somebody just paid for it and then, you know, never shared it with their friends and never, then it would, it would probably be a bummer. But we're, I think we're on the, the flip side of that. We're actually getting pretty good, good uh, uh, feedback. Um, yeah, good good use cases to share, and yeah, I think it was a it was a good project for us. That's good. So look, it sounds like only direct paid spend. You're spending five hundred bucks to get seven new customers. So that's about seventy dollar CAC on those accounts, and they're paying twenty two bucks a month on average. So payback there is what like three four months on average. Yeah, probably about that. Yeah, and that's just again, that's only you know a very small five hundred dollars spend per month, which is great. Do you is a lot of your growth uh, the organic growth coming from? Do you have like a powered buy you know anywhere on we these? Do. So we actually okay. get a lot of customers through that. So we get about. Um, between like 10 and 30 customers per day that will sign up for our product. Through, Sorry, just to be clear, I uh, want to make sure we talk about customers and trials the right way. That's 30 new trials or actual paid customers? Uh, trials. Okay, trials, got it. Yeah. So we get um, between like say 10 and 30, It's it averages probably closer to 20 per day of, um, of new trials. And a lot of those are coming from a combination of uh, like some we get from Captera, some we get from direct from Google and a bunch we get from um, customers just our customers, customers using our product and liking it and liking the experience and signing up. That's helpful though. So we can understand your velocity, just to be clear every day, your entire kind of the entire machine produces 30 new trials from these different channels. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And then you obviously work the system with an what? average spending budget of like $15 per yeah. day. That's great. Yeah, so like nothing. Yeah. What, what do you know? You, last question here before we wrap up, what do you know you have to get a new customer to do in the first like 72 hours to make them sticky or, or greater, you know, likely that they sign up for a paid account? Well, we haven't, um, really, I don't, I don't think I've really got my, the, um, like I really know exactly what the answer to that question is, but I mean, I'll tell you what we've tried to do. So, um, we've gone through the, the sign-up process and, and really try to get them to sync with their um, personal calendar um, right up front. So we went from having that be a background activity to being like the first thing they do. And so by the time they get to their calendar page, they've already synced their Exchange calendar, their Google Calendar, or Outlook, or you know Office three sixty five. So so that's been a big a big factor for us. And then um, and then I think you know I think us our team reaching out and trying to help people get through the the final setup has actually been super helpful too. So the more people that we talk to, the, the more likely they are going to stay on and become a paying customer. Yep. Any, uh, any plans to sell the company in the near future? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, we don't have plans. We've been approached a couple of times. We were approached in, in pretty good talks like a couple months ago, but um, we, we just didn't pull the trigger on it and felt like there's a, you know, more opportunity, but, um, and frankly, the numbers just didn't work out, but the, uh, 
I think you know where we're going with the the product, and and I think if I think there is a big opportunity if we find a strategic partner, and, and you know, I think a, a bigger ecosystem would actually be good for Bookify. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. It's a great, great product. Everyone's always going to need appointments to be scheduled, so it's you know, it's yeah. a lifeline, lifetime product. Very good. Let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, Love is a killer app. Love is a killer. And I also really like the uh, the book by Jason Freed. Um, his uh, rework. Rework. That's that's always been a, a favorite. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, I I actually do really like Jason uh, from Basecamp, and I think I think he would be on my on my list for sure. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building the company besides your own? Online tool. So we use um, a lot of um, we use uh, Zapier and we use. Um, Jira and we use um, Stripe and all those are great for automating. But I actually use a, a tool called Snagit, a massive amount to give feedback to my team. It's like a screen capture thing on steroids. So I think that's the product I use the very most in running the business. Interesting. Strangely, number four. Yeah. How many hours of sleep do you get every night? Eight. That's I good. Sleep from about ten to six every day. That's good. And I, it looks like you. I see dad posters behind you and it makes like soccer pictures. How many kids do you have? I have four kids from uh, four, seven, 10, and 11. Four, so married? Yeah, 17 years. Holy mackerel, amazing. Married, four kids, and how old are you? I'm going to be 40 in December. Congrats, that's exciting. Last question, what do you wish your 20-year-old self knew, Casey? Yeah, I thought about that question. So I, I think I think I would, um, you know, when I, when I was 20, I was mostly focused on, you know, growing revenue, so building businesses and and flipping houses and doing all this stuff to, to grow revenue. I think in hindsight, I would have um, told myself to, to slow down and focus on the relationships and the money is sort of, you know, whether you have a big house or a small house or like any, you know, rich or poor, it's, it's uh, the relationships I think that I would have told myself to focus on more. So. Slow down, build the relationships. Again, launched the company back in 2015. Today, 11 people all remote around the world. 4,000 paying customers, about a million dollar run rate. Let's call it doubling year over year. Bootstrapped, which I love, based up, again, HQ in Seattle, but spread all over the place. 1.5% logo term per month, so healthy economics from Casey. Casey, pronounce the company for me again. Bookify. <laughs> See, that's how you make sure you don't get it wrong. You have the CEO pronounce it. Thanks that's so much right. for taking us to the top. Yeah. Hey, thank you. Take care.